0: well hello and welcome to bible prophecy for today this channel is where i discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media and i do it all from a west texan's biblical point of view hey guys welcome back to another episode of bible prophecy for today my name is heather and we're going to do something a little different this evening so i'm not going to do any headlines Uh, But I'm going to do something even better. So, something even better totally relates to Bible prophecy for today. So, what we're going to do today is uh, we're going to do in defense of the doctrinal view of the rapture. And so, these notes are from Pastor Jack Hibbs from Calvary Chapel Chino Hills. And so, if you guys did not listen to Jim Markell's radio program, it had um, uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs and he was doing the sermon on... in defense of the doctrinal view of the rapture, and I believe it's from his, uh, one of his sermons back in 2019, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to link um, uh, the video so that you guys can watch it in the notes below from Calvary Chapel Chino Hills website, and I'm also going to link the notes as well, so you can also download these notes, and you can have the same notes that I'm going to be talking to you guys about. This evening, you know, the same notes that are Pastor Jack Hibbs's notes. I thought, wow, isn't that kind of great? So that way you can have them at your fingertips and not have to like write down furious notes like I was doing when I was listening to the sermon. And then halfway through, he he said that, and they're on the website too. And I was like, what? (laughs) But that's okay, right? So I still got some handwritten notes as well. So and if you don't want to go through all of that trouble, uh, you can go to Jan um website, olivetreeviews.org, olivetreeviews.org. And you can go up to the top banner, click on radio, hit drop down, hit watch now, and you can watch the radio program um, from Friday. She also has it on YouTube and Rumble and all of that good stuff too. So if you're visual, you can do that as well. So anyway, without anything else to talk about, guys, let's jump into this. And I really, really pray that this is going to be an encouragement to you guys. Because um, a lot of people, I've never seen so much vitriol ever, so much hate between those people who are not pre-trip, mid-trip, post trib all these different doctrinal dispensational views. And, uh, you know, the thing is, like Pastor Jack said, it's not an argument of if there is a rapture. The argument is the timing of the rapture. I hate to say argument, we should be saying debating because iron sharpens iron. Um, We shouldn't be arguing, but debating is good. Debating is good, but you know, so a lot of people say, well, that's a new doctrine. It's not a new doctrine because the Apostle Paul himself thought that he would be raptured. He says, "When we who are alive and remain are caught up together with the Lord in the air. So, even the Apostle Paul thought that he would be raptured. So, he thought Jesus Christ would come back during his lifetime. So, So, we're going to talk about the rapture, Uh, we're going to talk about who first taught about the rapture, and all of this good stuff, and so why we should be ready, why there is a rapture, and so all kinds of great stuff. So, we're going to talk about that this evening, and I hope you guys are going to get some encouragement, and, um, you know, bolster your faith a little bit, and hope it puts a smile on your face, too, and also... Um, hope you realize that you know time is short no matter if we fall off and hit our head and die or we get hit by a Mack truck or if the Lord raptures us home what are you going to be doing when he comes back what are you going to be doing so we should always be living with that expectation always always be living with that expectation so without further ado let's jump into some of these notes all right so let's talk about um <clears throat> pastor Jack Kibbs and this is the get ready series and it's at calvary chapel chino hill series examining the events and teachings of eschatology and how it relates to us today so this is taken from his sermon on january the 13th of 2019 says the title of the message is why there must be a pre-tribulation rapture of the church so rediscovering the biblical promise of the blessed hope so I'm going to start out, and I'm going to read you guys. It's uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13-18, through 18. and you're going to want to know why this relates to Bible prophecy in the rapture of the church, and once I read it, you're going to say, bing, 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 that's it. Okay, so, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the lord therefore comfort one another with these words so why must there be a pre-tribulation rapture of the church so he says right up front he goes let's deal with the issue of debate so, no New Testament church or Christian denies that there will be a rapture. The debate arises as to when the rapture will take place. And so he says the confusion comes from those who, number one, do not see a difference between the church age saints and the tribulation saints to come. And number two, he says they miss the very requirement or the must for the tribulation period to be fulfilled, which is a time that God has determined upon his people to the Jews and his nation, Israel. This is the fundamental key to the last day's events. The seven year tribulation period is 100% devoted to the fulfillment of great proportions of the Old Testament and New Testament teachings of the last days. And he goes on to say the biblical revelation of the rapture event. It was a first century doctrine revealed by the apostle Paul just 20 years after the ascension of jesus christ to the to the thessalonians in 51 a.d it was a first century doctrine revealed by jesus himself so says when we talk about the second coming of jesus christ we must understand that we are talking about a two aspect two phase event there are two appointments to his coming there is what is referred to as his appearing and there is a reference to his return And so both his appearing and his return are described in the Bible as being his coming. So his appearing and his return is described in the Bible as being an atmospheric or a heavens as the sky in nature, while his return is geographically limited in a bodily or physical arrival. Of course, when he turns to Jerusalem or Israel, of course, he puts his feet on the mount, remember, and splits the mountain, Um, so it says, um, why there must be a pre-tribulation rapture of the church so number one the rapture it is a biblical doctrine so contrary to a growing voice of opposition to christ's imminent return the bible has always taught that jesus christ could return in the atmosphere to take possession of his church at any time the apostles themselves awaited the return of jesus christ in their lifetime the early church fathers taught the imminent or sudden appearing of Jesus Christ to receive his church to himself. So the rapture is a biblical doctrine. So number one, it is a foundational doctrine in the New Testament. Titus two thirteen tells us looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians chapter one verses ten A says wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead even jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come so the bible says in first thessalonians 4 17 and 18 then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the lord therefore comfort one another with these words and so caught up in Greek is harpazo. So to seize or to extract by force, to pull up and away from, to catch up, to snatch away suddenly. At this point, a good Bible student would ask, What's the why for? <laughs> so the rapture is a biblical doctrine. It says, Why does the rapture need to happen? There are many reasons as to why the rapture has to happen in a lot of the Bible, but a couple reasons um are these so number one jesus welcomes the church into heaven so remember in john chapter 14 which one through three which is my very favorite verse in all of the bible and it says let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions and if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you That's when he goes up to the Father's house, right? He goes, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there, you may be also. And so the Bible also says uh, in Revelation chapter 4, 1, after these things, I, John, never again views the events from earth. Okay, so that's, that's key right there. Chapter 4, verse 1 in Revelation, it's the last time that that uh, the church is even mentioned right on earth that's it okay so it says he goes he looked and behold a door standing open in heaven and the first voice which I John heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this so from this point on the church is never again seen on earth only in heaven so number two the Holy Spirit finishes his work through the church so the Bible says in Jude chapter 1 of course there's only one chapter but chapter 1 verse 24 and 25 it says now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise be glory in majesty dominion and power both now and forever amen isn't that wonderful that's the holy spirit where so the holy spirit came during pentecost right started the church and so that's his job is to present us faultless to the lord jesus christ isn't that awesome well praise the lord So anyway, the rapture of the church brings the work of the holy spirit in the church to its absolute end to its completion so there will be a domino effect so just how soon after the rapture will the antichrist regime appear so nobody really knows but we do know that the rapture tips a domino that begins the final countdown sequence to christ's second coming to earth so it says only then will the antichrist be revealed so i say this a lot right so the bible says in second thessalonians chapter 2 verse 6 and 8 it says and now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way and then the lawless one will be revealed so we think about that right so we are the church we have the holy spirit living inside of us and so when we are taken out that doesn't mean the holy spirit leaves the earth right but we the church are taken up into heaven and so at that point in time the holy spirit just steps aside it steps aside and then that lawless man will be revealed it's kind of like a, he was he was saying it was kind of like um he was describing it to like the football game right and he goes you know the cowboys couldn't get to the quarterback because of the front lines and it's kind of cool the way he, he explained it. but anyway Go over there and check it out i'll put that link below you got to listen to him nobody can preach on the rapture like pastor jack kibbs i love to listen to him preach on the rapture so you guys oh my gosh if you're driving down the road whatever turn it on and just listen to him because i just i love to hear him i love to hear him preach um on prophecy and and uh, the rapture because nobody explains it better than him anyway so the purpose okay so so what what purpose does the rapture serve so the purposes are numerous, but he's only going to mention a few. So, he says it's an exhortation to be alert. That's us believers. We should, It's an exhortation to us. So, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, Because you have kept my command to persevere. Persevere means to keep moving forward, to press on, to stay at it. He says, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. That's what he's saying is he's gonna he is going to keep us keep us which is the believers that's us the church To uh, he's gonna keep us from that hour from the hour of trial which is gonna come upon the whole earth that's gonna be the, the tribulation so we have the consummation of the church on earth so the Bible says in first Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19 for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing is it not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming yes so the Bible says in Hebrew, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28, Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. So it fulfills God's promise to deliver his church from his wrath. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 7, and to the angel of the church of Philadelphia, Revelation 3, verses 10, because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will Will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. The Bible says in First Thessalonians chapter one, verse ten, "Wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come." So the Bible says in First Thessalonians verse. 2 chapter 2 verse 19 for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing is it not even you in the presence of our lord jesus christ at his coming the bible says in first Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 13 so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our god and father at the coming of our lord jesus christ with all his saints what oh god this is wonderful so the bible says in first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 17a then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air so the bible says in first thessalonians chapter 5 verse 9 for god did not appoint us to wrath but to obtain salvation through our lord jesus christ So, like Enoch of old, who walked with God and was not, I love that, so there will be a generation of church-age believers that will be spared from what's coming upon the earth, and that shall be caught up. Remember, Enoch walked with God and was not for God, took him, snatched him Took him out of here. And who else? Elijah, the same way. Elijah went up in a whirlwind in a chariot of fire. Remember? Woo. So when the Bible says there's gonna be two witnesses, it's gonna come back. I think it's gonna be Enoch and Elijah. A lot of people think it's gonna be Moses and Elijah because of fire and the in the, the laws and the Torah. I think it's gonna be Enoch because the Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment comes. So anyway, we saw that Enoch and Elijah never did die. They were caught up to heaven. So anyway. So the Bible says in Luke twenty-one, thirty-six Watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So why there must be a pre-tribulation rapture of the church? Number two, what will be the characteristics of the rapture? Often overlooked is the fact that the rapture is the final act in the redemption doctrines of the Bible. It not only has a its purpose but it is essential to the completion of God's salvation's promise given to the church so the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3 verse 4 when Christ who is our life appears then you also will appear with him in glory what will be the characteristics of the rapture how will the rapture happen According to the Bible, the rapture will happen in a way that can only be described as a nuclear second or a nanosecond. The Bible describes this event as taking place in less than 18 thousandths of a second. That's pretty fast. Pretty fast. Which brings us to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 and 52. It says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And they say... The twinkling of an eye is like 18,000ths of a second. So, First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, harpazoed, raptured, raptured, um, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air so what's the characteristics of this rapture what will happen to those that are left behind so bible scholars and students are not sure about this but those having missed the rapture appear to be the ones who knew the way of eternal life but rejected it while they had opportunity like those in Noah's day missed the ark They will be subjected to great deception and strong delusion. We already see the beginning of that now, but it's going to get worse because God is going to send this deception and delusion. But anyway, they will suffer a special wrath of God that takes place at the front end or at the first three and a half years of the seven year tribulation. They will have to face the great tribulation. Period. The Bible says in Second Thessalonians chapter two verses eleven, and for this reason God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the law, and they all may be condemned who? Who who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness? And will the rapture hurt? people probably think that's a good question right i mean you know is it gonna hurt i'm afraid of heights but i'm going up folks (laughs) i'm taking that ride anyway so the bible says in first thessalonians chapter 4 verses 17 then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up the bible says in philippians chapter 3 verse 20 21 says for our citizenship is in heaven from which we are from which we also eagerly wait for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body. So the Bible says in First Corinthians fifteen, fifty to fifty-three, it says, Now I, now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery, we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed, or we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality so why must there be a rapture a pre-tribulation not just a rapture but a pre-tribulational rapture of the church how close is the rapture as of today, the rapture is closer than ever. <laughs> and it gets closer every day. So, how close is it? So, will there be any warning before the rapture? Theologically, no. None whatsoever. Thus, the doctrine of imminency. So, the Bible clearly teaches that there is no precursor or warning prior to the rapture taking place. Unlike the second coming of Christ, the rapture is His appearing. The second coming of Christ is to earth, and it is preceded by literally hundreds of prophetic events that must take place first so how should we be living prior to the rapture where we're to be living rapture ready lives our first love relationship so the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, we hear that a lot, right? You hear a lot of people saying peace and safety. It's going to get more. So we're going chapter, or verse 3 says, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape but you brethren are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief you are all sons of light and sons of the day we are not of the night nor of darkness therefore let us not sleep as others do but let us watch and be sober for those who sleep sleep at night and those who get drunk are drunk at night but let us who are of the day be sober Putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. So seek those things that are above where Christ is. So the Bible says in Colossians three sixteen let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in, in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So know for yourself why you should be excited. So Titus 2.13 says, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great god and savior jesus christ so why should you know the difference so the biblical differences between the rapture and the second coming i know i've done several of these episodes but we're going to do it again and these are huge. This is really huge. So you should really know the difference. So the rapture is Christ appears in the air for his church. The second coming, Christ returns to earth with his church. The rapture is the catching up of all believers takes place. The second coming is no one is caught up anywhere. The rapture. The church-age believers are taken to the Father's house in heaven. In the second coming, believers are not taken to the Father's house in heaven. There is uh, The rapture is there is no judgment on earth that takes place. The second coming, Christ judges all the inhabitants of the earth. So the rapture is the church is physically gathered together to Jesus. And uh, at the second coming, Jesus Christ gathers the nations uh, on earth Uh, to judge so the rapture says only the the rapture is taught as being imminent the second coming happens at least seven years later there are no signs that precede the rapture there are hundreds of signs that precede the second coming the rapture will involve only the believers the second coming affects all of humanity it is a time of great joy and rejoicing at the rapture the second coming it is a time of violence and fear the rapture happens before the tribulation period had in the the second coming happens immediately after the tribulation periods so there is no mention of Satan in the rapture uh, Satan is bound for a thousand years um, on the second coming so only those looking for him will see him That's the rapture and on the second coming every eye will see him of course you know at the rapture the tribulation begins and at the second coming the tribulation ends the rapture takes us to the marriage uh, of the lamb and his bride so it's the marriage supper oh can I, boy you talk about some 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 food that's gonna be what a wonderful wonderful marriage supper of the lamb you should read about that if you haven't seen after the wrath guys you gotta watch that movie after the wrath anyway so the rapture takes us to the marriage of the lamb and his bride and jesus christ and the second coming is the jesus christ and the bride are seen descending so we're coming back with jesus on white horses so There is a metamorphosis to all believers in the rapture and there is no metamorphosis described at all in the second coming so first john 3 verses 2 and 3 tells us beloved now we are children of god and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be but we know that when he is revealed we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure folks, rededicate your life to Jesus today, and, uh, folks, I hope, I hope you guys got some, um, you know, I hope I hope you got some encouragement out of that, and one other thing I did want to read, um, uh, my brother, got, I don't know if you guys remember him, um, it was, um, Jack Vanopy, do you guys remember Jack Vanopy, um, oh my gosh, he had, like, most of the Bible memorized, and his, uh, his wife, Rick Sella, she's still alive, by the way, I still get their emails so anyway so what i wanted to do is um read a little bit uh from his study bible especially the book of revelation and uh chapter four talking about where that's the last time that you see the church on earth and so he has a pretty good take on it as well and so let's go ahead and read a little bit of that shall we so chapter four begins the prophetical future uh, remember chapter one verse 19 Write the things which thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be thereafter or hereafter. That text presented three tenses and informed us that the book of Revelation is written in chronological order. The past, chapter 1. The present, chapters 2 and 3, which is the history of the seven churches to the present time. And the future, chapters 4 through uh, through chapter 22. Now let's take a peek at what's coming, he says. Verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as if it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. So John states, After this, and he says, After what? After the completion of the history of the seven churches. After this, John sees a door opened in heaven, and hears a trumpet-like voice loudly and victoriously crying come up hither this is the rapture of the church of jesus christ when it occurs multitudes from all kindreds peoples tongues and denominations will meet the savior face to face what is the rapture and jack vanipi says it is the literal visible bodily coming of jesus christ to call out of this world literally and bodily every born again believer first the dead then the living First, we see that Jesus is coming bodily. Remember the cultists of bygone days who said that the Lord was about to return. Clothed in white sheets, they sat on the mountainsides in anxious anticipation. But Christ didn't come. Date setting is wrong, he says. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no man. Not the angels of heaven, but my father only. And that's Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. It says, because of their embarrassment, these cultists immediately said, Oh, we were right. Christ did come, but it was an inv- invisible manifestation. He came as a spirit. Jack Vanity says, not so. When Jesus Christ returns, both in the rapture, chapter 4, and in his revelation, uh, chapter 19, he will come literally, visibly, and bodily. Proof? acts chapter 1 verse 9 to 11 says when jesus has spoken these things while they beheld he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight and while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel which also said ye men of galilee why stand ye gazing up into heaven this same Jesus which is taken it from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven the Lord will return exactly as he left how did he leave let's see in Luke chapter 24 verse 39 Christ appeared to his disciples and said behold my hands and my feet that it is I myself handle me and see for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye see me have then in verses 41 and 42 he went on to say Have ye here any meat or food? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and and of an honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. The Lord Jesus Christ possessed a new resurrected body. A body that could be seen, a body that could be touched, and a body that could partake of food. A literal body. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen of Cephas then of the 12 after that he was seen of above or over 500 brethren at once after that he was seen of James and last of all he was seen of me Paul also first Corinthians fifteen three through 8 no doubt about it when he returns and the shout come up hither is given we will see him at this glorious moment, we too shall receive new bodies. The Bible teaches in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord and so it says notice that the dead and cross shall rise first perhaps this is because they have six feet further to rise he says uh, to the level of the living ha he laughs then all of us together are caught up into the heavenlies to meet the lord jesus christ in the twinkling of an eye you don't believe it then listen he goes behold i show you a mystery we shall all be sleep or be dead, but we shall all be changed in the moment, the twinkling of an eye. The last trump for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ, sh- or I'm sorry, in the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we, the living, shall be changed. Watch it, he says, for this corruptible, which is the dead in Christ, must put on incorruption, and this mortal, the living in Christ, must put on immortality. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse fifty one through fifty four. And he says, How fast is the twinkling of an eye? He goes, Close your eyes for a moment, open them, that's it. General Electric Company tells us that the twinkling of an eye is eleven one hundredths of a second. Just that quickly at the blessed moment we shall be changed to be like jesus david said i shall be satisfied when i awake with thy likeness psalms 17 to 15. john adds that when we see jesus we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is first john chapter 3 verse 2 <clears throat> excuse me then paul under the direction of the holy spirit states he shall change our vile body that is or that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body in philippians three twenty one this then is the rapture so anyway he goes on to talk a little bit more about that as well so if you want to go get the jack of uh, prophecy prophecy if you had a brother like mine somebody might gift you one for Christmas <laughs> but anyway guys um, yeah so I thought I'd do something a little bit different this evening um, but you know what what better topic to talk about right than the rapture of the church and us meeting our lord and savior in the air so not much you guys but i am looking for that glorious appearing of our great god and savior jesus christ and i hope you are too and how are you living what is jesus going to find you doing when he comes back to take us home so guys with that get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and maranatha lord jesus maranatha